river kingdoms are an ever-warring group of city-states, kingdoms, and fiefdoms, where lives are threatened every day by conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Mavoy sits the Stolen Lands, stolen from me and my kind, and degenerated into savage conflict. I have been called by many names, Titania, Nerissa, the Queen of Forgotten Time. Herein lies the end of Stagthorn's tale, where Caelan Peacebringer has finally taken control of the wilderness, monsters, romantic entanglements, the affairs of ancient gods, and war. I will lift the heavy burden from his head and bring Stagthorn peace forever. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 132. Okay, so when last we left our heroes, you had activated the Tripathic Stone. Um... And gone into a giant book. Mm-hmm. Um, and to give you the short version of um, Puck's story again that was in it, um, first there was the first world, and you had to make survival checks and fight the mysterious beasts in it. Um, then there was the cold darkness and madness of the outer dark draining you away. Then the High Fae gave up their powers, and the First World sealed away the Outer Darkness and created the Mortal World. And empires rose and fell of elves and lizard folk and aboliths. Aboliths are really annoying. Lesson that we learnt there. Uh, but the mortals never saw what was happening in the background. And then Titania, Oberon, Matt, and Matt appear, with Puck sort of just quietly drifting in the background. Um, and I can give you this one again if you want or if you would. Um I I know that I I know that I wound up having to fight Oberon and Mab. I'll give you the last yeah. chapter again. So Puck floats behind you and dictates Oberon and Mab wanted to let the time of the first world pass into history. Let mortal kind do as they would. They would change as mortal kind needed them to, become more and less than what they were. Old gods do new jobs, mortal perception helps shape them. Mab became of the stars and dreams and travel, and the people named her Desna, and the Mab figure shifts and shimmers and becomes a woman with big butterfly wings. But Titania would not change. She argued mortals would not be safe. They would make war upon each other, and he gestures to the grand castles of the empires, bring destruction to themselves, that in their desire for power they would pull at the cracks where the outer dark seeps its tendrils in. The High Fae must bring a permanent peace. You know enough about the Fae to know the link between the ruler and the land, yeah? As long as she willed it so, mortal kind, the world she'd formed couldn't do otherwise. Oberon is of growth. He would not allow the mortal world to simply stop in place to suit Titania. Three argued, and argued, and argued. And, well, when families fight... Arguments can turn the bitterest, Puck says, looking at you knowingly. You can imagine how she felt here. Well, actually, you can experience it for yourself. And 
Puck floats back away from this. Um, Titania seems steps towards Kaelin and then just disappears straight through him. Oberon moves towards you and his flesh turns to hard bark as he becomes a statue made of wood. Vines wind round him and then shoot out. And his voice is filled with regret as he raises his hands to choke you. This must be... And Mab behind him turns cold and becomes a statue of ice and raises her hands. World kept always the same, static behind glass. It's just another form of the oblivion we have fought to prevent. Titania, this cannot continue. And they step towards you aggressively. Yep. And then we go into initiative. Yep. So Kaelin's well known for his awesome initiatives, and in this case, he got a three. Cool. Uh, I'm sure, or, or, or Titan, I'm sure Mab and Overall were planning to do anything scary on their turn. Zoe, would you like to roll a couple of d20s for me? Yep, you roll it. Tell me what's on the dice. Okay, so that's Svetlana on 25. She was ready for this to go south in a hurry. Good for her. Um, one! Over on, on substantially less. Wait. Wait. Close to me. Yep, next time. It'll be. Okay, so Over on is in fact slower than you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like the trees, <laughs> slow and inevitable. Okay, and the area that you are in now is just the pages of the book again. So it is flat uninteresting to write, effectively. Yep. Um, they start to step forward, shifting and changing. And Svetlana says, well, what do we do here? Do we fight them? I Did think they win? I think that's how the story goes. And she gives a glance to Puck, who just sort of gives, gives a um, crap-eating grin and shrugs. <laughs> Nothing is ever easy. Constructs, wood and fire, but I couldn't tell you a lot more than that. Uh, this may work or it may not. If they're regular constructs, it won't. And she lets fly with fire. Yep. Uh, on the basis that one is made of wood and one is made of um, ice, and both things should, in theory, be vulnerable to fire, or the spell will just wink out utterly. Yep. Uh, and she. Can throw it and hit both of them, albeit that will hit you as well. I'd really prefer she didn't. I do actually have... Actually, I've got resist fire up. Yes. That'll do the first... Take off the first 20 points of damage. The first 30 points. Then I'm She's good. She's 12th level. Yes, then I'm good. <laughs> okay. Can you make me a reflex save? In difficulty of 18. Uh, I make it. As do both the constructs. 
She has a last throw in all of her um, maximized fireballs for the day. Yeah. But given that you're rolling, I presume it doesn't just wink harmlessly out of existence. It does not. So, uh, you made yours, didn't you? Yes. Cool. So fire washes over you and does not pierce through your resistances. Sweet. Less than 30 points. Um, the other two, however, the flame washes over them and actually appears to be remarkably effective... More so than you'd necessarily expect. The ice begins to melt away and the wood catches fire. Oh, sweet, they're vulnerable to fire. They're both, in fact, vulnerable to fire. Oh, that's lovely. That worked great. Feel free to just keep doing that. (laughs) Scalen feels a lot more confident in his ability to resist this with 30 points of fire resistance up. And she will fly up. Point. We'll probably fly up and then throw the fireball down. Yeah. Much as muchness. Alright. And it's Mab. Alright. So Mab steps forward and what you see here is a very beautiful, vaguely elven woman who is made entirely of ice, like the greatest ice the, the finest ice sculpture you've ever seen. Flowing dress, um, hair that looks in almost entirely real and yet is cold. And as she begins to step forward, the ice statue is breathing slightly, and an air of cold begins to come out from it. And you can see the pages of the book are freezing over. The ground is turning to sleet below. Uh, it effectively becomes difficult terrain because yep. it is now covered in ice. Anything you have that surmounts ice will surmount it. Yep. Um, and she raises her hands towards you. Our time has passed, Titania. How long must we argue this? Can you not see it? And blows a soft kiss out towards you. And this big cone of cold engulfs you. And can you make me a reflex save? Yep. Uh, But that one wasn't as good. Uh, That's a 15. What you are not is invulnerable to. And what I I do not have is any kind of resistance to cold. Uh, So... That was a meager five points of cold damage. That seems very small indeed. Must be something else going on. I'm just looking for a pencil. I'm going to get out the bag of pencils and some note paper. Would you like some note paper as well? Sure. Here we are. Kaelin takes five points of cold damage. The temperature around her, and accordingly out by you, seems to drop, and the ice on her grows thicker, as if she is armoring up. Okay. Uh, and then it is you. Cool. Alright. It doesn't look like something I want any part of, and Kaelin is going to go 5, 15, 20. Yep. 
and head over to Oberon, who is not surrounded by a field mice. Yep. And then, well, I don't want to do this either, but this seems to be the way the story goes, and Caelan will attack him with Relentless Hunter. Um, and the Oberon Golem seems to ignore what you were saying to it. Yeah. Like it either doesn't hear you or it just doesn't take it into account. Alright. Um, so, I don't know if this is going to work, but what I'm actually going to do is go up to him and use Blight. Yep. And just see if it's going to work. Yes, indeed. Because he is, um, he may, he may be a plant creature. So you're going to attempt to discharge Blight into him? Yes. It, it activates. Okay. Alright, so, um, I've got the caster level and things. Do I need, but I need to make a touch attack on him, don't I, to actually Correct. You discharge to, the spell? You need to tap the blade against him. Yep. Alright, and that was very poor, he made. If it's a 1 or 2, you need to, a 1, 2 or a 20, you need to sing it out. Oh, yes, of course, because, um, I've got my new bad crits thing. Yes. It was a 2. Okay, so, you step towards Oberon, and he is now made of hard bark, and spikes coming out of him slightly, and there are vines all over the ground that seem to be like long extended tendrils coming out. They're not actively attacking you or anything, it's just what he is growing from. You step forward, and by sheer ill luck, basically, your foot catches in one that's wound round a little loop. As you step towards him just to touch the blade to him, you stumble, fall, miss your strike cleanly. Not a major deal kind of thing that happens periodically. To Kaelin, it feels a little shocking. It's It's been a long time since that sort of battlefield luck caught up with you. Yeah. Nothing bad happens to you. You just swing yeah. and miss. Um, but the sword... And suddenly, Blight feels like dead weight in your hands. No longer light calling to you or full of energy of any kind. As if there is no... Um, no special abilities? It is, is it now just, just a bastard sword. sword. Yeah, okay. Uh, and you had it combined, didn't you? I did. Cool. You still only have one sword. Yeah. It appears to be... It, it, it feels is. like a perfectly mundane bastard sword. I had re- it in Relentless Hunter mode, so I presume I now effectively have one, ba- one masterwork bastard sword? Yeah, you um, have no idea whether you'll be able to separate it or not at this point. You know it comes back eventually. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like there's any any, any magic in there whatsoever. Alright. Um, what I'm going to do is um, quick sheath it and um, quick draw my adamantine. No, actually, I'm going to quick draw Onslaught. You do so. Um, and I am going to reconfigure on onslaught into a two-handed greatsword. Yep. Cool. Is that you? That is me. Alright. Oberon. Those are not... Those are distinctly not wooden things that you are using. That would have been a lot more effective if I hadn't rolled the two. Sure. Uh, 
vines beneath his feet begin to grow and surge. This terrain is now covered in vines. This one is difficult terrain. Yep. This is merely a string of vines. Yep. But they are exuding powerful energy off them. Uh, you can actually feel it teeming up into your feet. And it doesn't feel bad in any way. It actually feels like it is full of life. You have felt this before. It is positive energy. Yeah. It is putting out some sort of aura of positive energy. Oh, okay. Um, and are you actually down any hit points? Uh, yes. Um, it depends on how you look at it. I've got the 11 points of false life, so I actually took that 5 points of damage off my false life, but I'm down from my total. My total is 147. Go. Cool. And I believe I can get healing and still have my my extra bonus hit points. Correct. Cool. So you may gain a mighty three hit points from this as it's like being in a field smelling the flowers, but they are bringing you energy and life. Cool. Okay. And and Oberon raises his arms, each one like small tree trunks, and it just brings them down on your shoulders. Bang, bang, bang. Yep. Yeah, well, it, moving into melee range with him would have enabled me to have an attack before you full attack me, if not for Titania's, you know, messing with my messing with my kung fu. That is a thirty-four and a twenty. Okay, the thirty-four hits. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine so his hands smash down on you, and he feels like a very old oak tree, full of life and power. Yeah, impressive. 16 points of damage. Yep, so my false life winks out and I take um, 10 hit points of regular damage. And it is Svetlana who is completely welcome to just continue incinerating things from above. So, alright. If you're going to line up and make this easy... Rubbage, 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 rod of power. Yep. Empowered fireball. Oh, very nice. Not quite as much damage, but... And reflex saves for all. Yep. The golden save for half. Uh, can may not, unfortunately. That's a 17. Uh, I believe that won't do it. Third level spells are a DC 18. Yep, so one off. points of damage. Minus 30. Oof. Okay, yep, 21 for me. Uh, how many hit points do you have? Now 104. And That's a lot. I'm a very high level character. Both of the... I'm 14th level. The Oberon, the Oberon wooden construct catches fire and begins to burn, and Mab begins to melt. Yep, they both take quite a lot of damage. They both take uh, 
Save for one point, it, it goes up by 1.5 because it's empowered, then halved, yeah. then up by 1.5 again because oh. they're vulnerable to fire. Oh, so brutal. <laughs> yeah. So they take 30 something points of damage a pop. Yep. Alright, and that is Fitlana. Yep. Continues to breathe. The field of ice around her gets bigger. And she herself is not is is growing just a little taller. What she is is she is getting thicker. The yep. ice around her is freezing around her. It looks as though she is getting tougher and stronger with each moment. The relentless cold is continuing to grow. Yep. And she again just breathes out towards you. Cold flows out over you and over Oberon, who just completely ignores this. Yep. At uh, which point can you give me another reflex save? Uh, 24. Make that one, so 15 half is 7. Cool. Alright, so... Then it is Kaylin. Yep. So we'll have my turn and then Oberon's turn and then it's bedtime. So if I'm okay. right. looks as though she is continuing to grow stronger as she takes in the cold. Yep. But um I can't fight both of them at once and I'm standing next to this guy. Fascinatingly, Oberon doesn't seem to be healing himself from the aura of possibility playing up. That's weird. Um so I bring down Onslaught the Greatsword, yep. which is Feybane. Yep. Is that relevant here? Uh, no, it is not. Alas. Okay, so that's nearly a 34. You hear from the background, Clark looks at it. Good try! If it wasn't a story, that probably would have worked. <laughs> As it is, you cut into it, and the golden begins to bleed sap. Cool. Alright. So, that would be... Uh, Alright, so, that's 19 points of damage. Uh, yes. Uh, it is a magic weapon. What's it made of? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's if, if nothing in particular, it's just made of clockwork. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's metal. Yeah, it's made, made of it's made of metal. Okay, so this does a little bit less than you were expecting it to. As you slash down, his bark is hard, and the blow seems to bounce off somewhat. Okay, not massively. However, as you slash into him, the bark that you have cut off doesn't just fall um, harmlessly to the ground. It explodes violently. Ah, yep. As you hit it, the bit that you slice off goes <laughs> into, a splinter, into a splinter of shards that fan out of you. And can you give me another reflex save? I love reflex saves. I'm super good at them. Um, that's a 25. Cool. 
Can you take 17 points of projectile damage? Sure. You dodge to the side and take about, take about half of it. At which point, having only taken one attack, Kaelin is going to abort the melee attacking plan, and instead instead fall back, which uh, provokes. Yep. And can you gain another two points of healing from this? Yep. As you start your turn as a war. One tree limb swings at you and misses horribly. Cool. Alright. New plan. Instead of me stabbing them while he kill, instead of me stabbing him while they kill me, what about you drop the fire on them and I'll try and hold them off from back here? It sounds like a plan. Well, it's not so great because they're going to get interested in you, but I can't, I can't keep that up. Alright, and it is Oberon's turn. Oberon will just stand there. Uh, the vines around him grow. These are growing up, incidentally, too. So yeah. Svetlana is not safe where she is. Yeah. Um, and in the middle, where the force of that relentless cold meets the equally relentless force of life, the two things hit each other. The vines begin to snap freeze. And then they burst, and there is what you can only describe as a horrifically putrid clash of energies, and there is something swirling in there, um, a darkness and a cold, but not like the cold of man. Nothing natural is the cold of the outer darkness, and both of them seem to ignore this entirely as if they are unaware it is happening. There is this dangerous area down the middle where their wars are overlapping with each other. Oh, uh, okay. Alright, and that's the end of the round. And I will, and then just seems to pause and freeze for a moment. And you hear from vaguely over there in the corner, oh, sorry, editorial moment. <laughs> and the whole thing just stops dead. Everyone stops breathing, the ice stops cracking, like the whole scene just freezes. Um, and Puck says, now, just want you to understand, a little bit important here, what, you see, what, what you're seeing here isn't really what happened. Or at least, in the high faith fight, it's not a matter of choking and ice rays. This is just kind of what your mind can understand. The important part is the clash of wills, the clash of power. This way is just a lot more visual. Editorial over. That's spent line of sort of... I have gone through quite a lot of fire today. The good part about my sort of magic is that a sorceress is never really out of fire. <laughs> and having burned all her third level spells, she goes up to her fourth level ones and keeps chucking fireballs. That's what I love about Svetlana. 
said she is a continuous source of fire. Actually, there are many things I love about Svetlana, but what I love about her in a fight is that she's so a she, continuous source of she fire. She will, in theory, run out, but at this yeah. point she's starting to burn through all their fourth spells. Yeah, yeah, I know this is um, using up her high-end magic, but, you know, when Caleb tries to fight them, what he's getting is killed, so, you know. Alright. Ten. Once again, they both make their reflex saves. Um, Mab, if anything, seems to be getting quicker. Yeah. Otherwise, she absorbs. Nonetheless, they take another 36 points of damage. Yeah. Hmm? Alright. Then Mab. And as it as the vines and the ice and the overlapping energies of the relentless cold, the overpowering life and growth hit each other, that void spreads and ripples more, and the pages of the book at the edges are beginning to flap with the sheer amount of power and energy that is being generated here. Um and Puck in the background is not theatrically gnawing her nails. And, yeah. Oh, that looks like it's going to get ugly. <laughs> um, well, good thing for you, you're over there. <laughs> waves enthusiastically. Um, and that will, at this point, aim at Spitlana. Yay! <laughs> Not that it's great if Svetlana gets frozen, but she doesn't have as many hit points as I do, but I've got a little less than I used to. Svetlana cartwheels gracefully in the air and evades. Oh, good for her! Brings an evasion! Oh, yeah! Rolls a a truly horrendous um, 32 on her reflex save, and then evades the lock of it. Yeah. And Mab absorbs some more cold. Yeah. Well, looks at if it keeps increase if if that void of power keeps increasing at this rate, they're going to hit each other in a minute. And that could be very bad, but I don't really have a better plan here. Um, could I have my other character sheet with my equipment in it? Yes, you could. Kaylin is going to move back 
um, because he doesn't want to get sucked into yeah. He doesn't want to get sucked into that thing. And then um, he's going to hiff one of his last smaller beads of fireball. Think I can hiff there and hit them both? Yes, as long as you throw it in the middle, that's what Svetlana's been doing. They're yep. exactly 40 foot apart. Yep. Meaning a 20 foot radius burst hits them both as long as neither moves. Unfortunately. And neither have shown the slightest inclination to move since this began. Kalen has very limited fireball beads remaining, and his are a lot less good than Svetlana's. Alright, Mab will buff that, I imagine. Uh, yeah, that's a 12, so. Yep, that will do it. These are lower DCs than Svetlana's, unsurprisingly, but that will certainly not do it. And Oberon will make that. Okay, uh, so that's 19 points of fire damage. Starting out and then. Yep, and then times 1.5. Yep. And then half for Oberon. Unlike you, I can't do it very many more times, but it still seems like the best option we've got. If we can take one of them down, then they'll stop breaking reality or whatever it is that they're doing there. So at this point, the amount of fire around Mab is becoming overwhelming. You might expect her to actually melt or burn or something like that. Instead, the statue just falls over and goes bang and is now lying on its back. I mean, it could be dead. It's very hard to tell. Okay, well, I guess we'll wait to her around and see if she does stuff or not. See if the ice keeps growing. Um, and it is Oberon. It is Oberon indeed. So the sign that you have managed to accomplish something there is that the cold that is spreading around Mab seems to stop. Cool. The ground ceases to be covered in ice and within a handful of moments is just pages of book again. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oberon's, however, keeps expanding. Yep, but the um the thing the, the void of power in the middle is gone. Cool. And there is nothing reaching towards Oberon at this point. Cool. Um, expands it out further. Puts his hands on his chest. And just seems to draw in some of the life energy around him and functionally heals himself. Okay. He heals himself 40 points of damage. Nice. And then it is Svetlana again. Svetlana says, you know, 
it would be nice to have some idea what in the hell we were, what in the seven hells we were doing here. If there were any rules to this challenge. Rules spoil the mystery! Keep hitting them till they go down, Les. It's nearly always the right move. <laughs> I wish I'd been there for the original undead in the ice tunnel. <laughs> well, that was all fine until the bit where the um, black void kept coming and we um, very nearly got fro- uh, we very nearly got frozen out of existence. And she raises her hands to her again, and then she looks at you. Did that happen to Castrocio Ravetti as well? Is that a theme? Is this place going to shut, collapse, break? Hard to say. The last time. <laughs> fire! Fire! And lots of fire! The good news is that her being angry really makes it better. <laughs> Over on save for half again. And now this seems to just lick over Mab and do nothing to her. Yeah. So we both. Yeah. Alright, does that look like it did overall about the amount of damage that he took? Took in healing, or...? No, no, it does not. It looks like it did him without 23 damage. Right, okay. So he's definitely on the men. Alright. When he makes his reflex save, it's decent, but not, um... Yeah. Amazing. Alright, and Kel... Alright. Give me a minute to sort myself out, and then I'll go back in there and stab him again. Mad lies on the ground. Lovely. Now there's only one of them, I think I can, um, manage the... Exploding thing. Okay, can you give me a spot check? Or heal, I would also take, but I imagine spot will um, probably. They're actually pretty bad at both of them. That's a 12 on the spot. Rock and roll, you do not see a thing happening. Oh, great. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, Kellen will draw and drink a potion of cure critical wounds. Sorry, serious wounds. Yep. Buy potions of cure critical wounds. Alright. Um. Okay. And Spit will fly back and up at this point, away from Oberon's vines. Lovely as healing is, she's not sure she wants any. Uh, so that's um, 15. That's like 20. Cool. Kellen looks a little better. And move, deliberately moves up to the edge. He's preparing to go back in. Well, you're in fact well inside it at this point. Okay, it's cool. expanded dramatically. Cool. So Kale okay, moves slightly closer. It's not difficult to ride, so you can move wherever you have desired. Yeah. Alright, and prepares. Um, and um, as a um, free action, yep. he will sheath onslaught. Um, which changes back to a lance that goes into the sheath because that's like because it's free action to reconfigure and it's lance it's a lance like shaped yep. sheath and um, draw his adamantium greatsword and of course it makes a noise that goes yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely that bit where you know everything's fantasy except for that one weird clockwork thing yep. that, that the guy's got the one weird clockwork weapon and you're like that's just so not genre appropriate all right. The will of Oberon continues to expand. Yep. 
Okay, um, is it healing mad? Yes, yes it is. Oh, crap. Hmm? The statue of ice begins to twitch, and then doesn't stand up as much as just goes like a film in reverse and is back standing again. Um, as she heals a small amount of damage, yep. comes back to life, functionally. Uh, at which point, aura begins again. Not on her turn? Oh, on his turn? Not on her turn? It's, yeah, correct. Okay. Hmm. And seems to mix and react with Oberon's vines again. And expands out rapidly. Nearly, but not quite, engulfing Oberon. Yep. Uh, And Oberon does that and breathes again. Is he healing himself again? Yes, yes, he is. Okay. Uh, yes. This time, less effectively, for a mere 25 points of damage. Yeah. Okay, that's not good. Um, See if you can take her out again, and I'll go in there and see if I can try and get her out of the range. Right. I know you can't do this forever, but... When in doubt, more fire. Boom! <laughs> Actually, it doesn't matter when the battle fails or succeeds, she'll obviously fall down when this hits her. Lovely. Oberon will fail this one. Oh, good. <laughs> Although he, he's healed so much. Aristotle, give us life and fire in this place. It just sounds dead and empty in here. I think we are far away from him. Oh, lady, you have no idea. (laughs) Nonetheless, the fire rips out from her, engulfs Mab, knocks her down again. Sweet. Uh, Engulfs Oberon and does 48 points of damage. Whoa. Which is not going to drop him, but he is burning horribly at this point. Oh, okay. And the aura of cold around that goes back again. Cool. Uh, Mab is out. Yep. Okay. Alright. New plan. I'm going to try and take him down before he can wake her up. Kayla moves straight in. And endeavours to attack Oberon. Yep. With his adamantine greatsword. For 35. Unless he's a golem, in which case it's 37. Uh, he is in fact a golem. It's 37. He is a wood golem. Would you like to experience the power of my um, adamantine golem being greatsword? Well, I'm sure he would. Because <laughs> that's what I got. 
Well, that will also pierce his DR in a man's How nice. I thought it might. Alright. Wasn't a super great roll on the damage, so that is merely... Twenty-two points of adamantine gold vein damage. All right. So this time you bring it. Greatsword, is it? Yes. You bring the greatsword up and cut cleanly into him, and you land a good splintering blow. And like a tree, you would very much expect him to crack in half here. Instead, this splinters across his chest. Sap spills everywhere. The bark explodes out in shards. And then he just falls backwards with a <laughs> noise. Yep. Um, so At which point, point, but before, can we can we cut back slightly to when I swing the last? Yep. So I swing the last blood. I don't know really understand where I am and what's going on. But if there's one thing I've had a lot of practice in killing, it's golems. <laughs> and can you make me a reflex save? Yep. As his swooping bark flies back. And I suspect, um, possibly hits me. That's a 19. Uh, that will save for half. Cool. Half his splittering bark hits me. I saved last time, but it's still pretty horrible, so I'm glad I... Uh, that would be a mere seven. Cool. Alright, that's not really as bad as last time. Yeah. Okay. So... He falls. Um, the and Puck from the sideline goes. Yeah! Woo! Woo! Good show! Good show! Good show! And continues to smile. And Oromab both die. Yay! How nice. It's not that I'm rooting for them to die in the real world, but those were just constructs, and they were hideously lethal constructs. Well, good enough for me. Good, good enough for me. I am fully satisfied the challenge is met. Let's continue on with the story. So, of course, it didn't happen like this, and both of them stand up again. Yeah. At which point the energy lashes out from them both very rapidly, collides, and there is a splintering of reality itself as just energy hits Kalen from all directions at once, completely blindsiding and bowling you over. Yeah. It smashes you and Svetlana bang, bang, down against each other. And you see... Oberon step over you. The wood shimmers away from him and he's back to being the blue skin sort of tall elven man. You see the lovely Mab stepping forward, the ice falling away from her. And Oberon glances back over his shoulder. Fuck. There must be three. You have a role to play in this too. Looks like the author has to get involved, <laughs> she says, and floats forward. You were basically just being held down by the sheer amount of power, which yeah. at this point 
is just very much will. Yeah. It is not energy per se. It is just the combined will of Oberon and Mab and possibly Puck holding you and Svetlana down. And Oberon... Look sadly down at you. I cannot. You must, says Mab. We cannot do this. We must do something. We must. And he reaches down and jams his hand through your heart. And you feel something that you are expecting crushing horrible pain and it really isn't you just feel a vague sense of loss of something being pulled and wrenched out of you Mab reaches in with a hand as well and Puck reaches in with a hand and all three pull and you feel three very different sensations go through you the first of which is Everything bad that Caitlin has ever experienced, sorry, let me clarify that. Uh, every bad thought that Caitlin has ever had pushing through his mind. All the people that you've wanted to kill, every moment you've wanted to just punch Gregory in the head or snap his little fucking chicken neck until it breaks. Um, Every moment Goody Niska has told you off of being a, being a man and being a bully, and some part of you has just wanted to elbow her savagely into the face until her nose snaps and breaks and bleeds all over it. Um, the parts of you deep, deep inside your mind that, that actually kind of enjoyed being Caitlin twice born enjoyed having that level of power, your will just becoming reality. The king undisputed, no more complaints, no more villagers fussing, no more protests that you aren't progressing the war against Erebedi fast enough, or that you haven't magically somehow cured the, cured the blizzard and gotten rid of the crop bane and that sort of thing. Every moment of hate and anger and rage being pulled through you and out then at the same time, you can also feel the opposite of that. Every moment that you've looked into Bryn's eyes, longingly, gazing into them, every moment you've clasped hands with Tristan, held your brother there, felt a family going through him, the moment when Eldis has hugged you and told you that he's proud of you and what you've become, all the love being pulled and twisted out of you as well, and then there is something left behind that Puck pulls at as well. And this one you really struggle to put any sort of name or associate any memory to. If, if you don't have any love and you don't have any hate, what's left inside you is what you basically are at your very... At your most very basic core, you are a fighter. You kill people. You have the skill. You have the weapons. You understand the nature of war. This is what you do. But you're not passionate about it, nor are you dispassionate about it. And 
there's a very confusing wave of sensations running through you, and Svetlana beside you gasps, and is presumably getting the same experience, just with different things. Yeah. And then there is a snap of the fingers again. The whole scene disappears. All the sensations go away. Um, the book itself is now... 98% of the way through, you are standing on the last two or three pages, and Puck is floating sadly in front of you, and in the background, you see Oberon, Mab, and Puck, now fading away to shadow and out of the story, reaching towards Titania and pulling swords out of her. Oh. Oh. Oh, bloody hell. Now, even the puck doesn't know the answer to all the mysteries. No matter how upset, no matter how difficult it became, Oberon and Mab didn't kill Titania. No. Nor did I. Not that I'd have... Boy, did I not want to be there. Let me tell you. But that's a story for another time. (laughs) I don't know why. Maybe gods can only change, not die. Maybe no matter how bitterly you argue, some things can't be born against family. They didn't kill her. She couldn't be allowed to continue her will and Puck gestures again and all those castles reappear with sort of these smiling faces of people just kind of standing there. The smiling aboleth is a sight to behold. Yeah. She couldn't be allowed to continue her will so they changed her. The rule of three, you understand. It's one of the oldest and strongest magics of all of Galarian. They split her. Into three parts. Now, the smallest part, and Puck waves her hands and conjures like a little ball of black swirling shadow with tiny little tenderly hands lashing out savagely from it. Her rage, her hate, the darker parts of her passion, her discord, they, they took it away from her. Puck throws it up in the air, and it disperses. And that became an entity in its own right. Mortal kind called her Garona. The angry hag, goddess of discord. Well, I don't have to tell you much about her, do I? Oh. And then they took the greater part of her and Puck produced something the size of a basketball glowing with a rainbowy light. The love. Passion. Care for the world. And they separated that from her too. Mortal kind called her the songbird. The eternal rose. Shayla, the goddess of love. She doesn't come around the river kingdoms too much. Too close to her worst parts, I suspect. But 
Girona has a really strong following in the River Kingdoms, far stronger than anyone else, and Shaylin actually has a much weaker following yeah. here than anywhere else. And then what was left, without love or hate, was where it all started. Marissa. Narissa, as you first saw her, appears. That which remains. Her desire for peace, Narissa. That which remains. Last part of the old world, the queen of forgotten time. A shadow without love or hate. A remnant only left in the river kingdoms where the first world is strongest. And we roam in old hats of a sort. And Pike looks at Narissa, waves a hand, and she shimmers and disappears away. And Pike looks rather sad, and for a moment there's a small tear welling up in the corner of her eye. And over in the back of the book, where there was the sword with all the water flowing up around it, the water parts, opening it. And for three parts, three blades, three guardians. Gatekeeper, that which defends against the other dark. Blight, that which weeds out the old and allows new plants to flourish. And Briar, the... And here Puck gives the slightest mischievous smile. The thorn in the side. Strong enough to scratch through any glass. Three powerful weapons, but so much more together. There for any mortal that can find them, overcome their defences. There to give mortal kind a way to control their own choices, be used for peace or war as they see fit. But what do, what can I do? About her. If the parts of her that have been lost are gone now, then she can't can't be made whole. Can't be healed. What's left of her? Puff looks down at herself. What's left of all of us here in the River Kingdoms are just old shadows. Some of us have gone on to new jobs, but the old shadows still have a part in the world. Something we still have to do, she says, gesturing vaguely towards the sword. Frankly, I'm rather looking forward to my part being over so I can go on to wearing my new hat, or my new veils, as it were. A string of seven mm. veils appear and then disappear magic-style back up like sleeves. As to what you do with Larissa, Tanya, I'm not here to advise you. I'm just here to keep the sword from you. Ah, I failed at my immortal duty beyond time and measure... Now it is in the hands of mortals, etc., 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 etc. You know of some of this already. 
The king is the land. You decide for your people. Titania's here in the River Kingdoms, and you know what she is. You know what she wants. You can give it to her, or not. The choice is entirely yours. That isn't any help. No. I'm a little sorry, but I'm not really here to be helpful. I mean, what's life without a little mystery if I just answered all of your questions? Alright. I suppose all good things being equal, I'll take the sword. After all, it's not your fault, is it? I had the least choice of everyone in the matter, I assure you. (laughs) And you reach out and simply take the sword that has been suspended by apparently nothing. Just reach out and pick it up. Uh, This one feels magical. Uh, Blight, the uh, relentless hunter that you have, still feels completely inanimate. Yeah. And Puck raises her hands to you, and a chain extends out from the wall of water, and then manacles around her wrists. If then... um, If the story did not offend, then free Puck, let her homeward wend. Aye, we're done here. You can go. reaches down, just seems to unclick these manacles that have no locks of anything of the kind, and it's been a pleasure, Caleb Thorne. Give my very best to Michaela. (laughs) And with a sharp and loud gunshot snap of her fingers... The entire page, the entire page, book, and everything in it vanishes, and you are standing back out where there was the tripartic stone, um, and holding a sword. Svetlana says, That was, um. <sighs> uh, I think surreal is the word I am most prominently looking for. Well, it was a lot more entertaining than the boneyard, I'll give it that. There's a place you really don't want to go. So now we know what there is a thump, and Kayla can give me a knowledge architecture engineering check. It's the white rose alley, and perhaps falling in. Uh, would be a... 25. As a matter of fact, it is. For no readily apparent reason, it is as if all the mortar that makes up the bricks is, like, you put mortar in bricks, and eventually it breaks down from time and gives way, and the brick falls out. It's as if all of them are just giving out simultaneously with no apparent cause or reason. This is completely non-threatening to you. Like, you realize this is sufficient time that you and Svetlana just sort of leisurely stroll 200 meters that way. I think we run, even if it is going to get out, even if we are going to get out before it falls to bits. And with a rumbling, the whole abbey falls down. Yeah. 
It does not notably disappear because it is not actually a construction of pucks. It is a human building that people actually build. Yeah. You've now just got a big-ass pile of rubble here. Yeah. Broken cathedral. Oh, yeah, and after we took the sword... They broke. The hillside fell in. They all broke. And with bet any amount of money, that's, uh, whatever whatever piece of forest Castruccio Rovetti found blight in, it fell down, or burned, or something of the kind. Grew back together, possibly. Your brother is a wonderful man, and I love our faith citizens, but I can really see how people get to hate them. <sighs> well, you're saying that now, Les, but I'm sure another different take on it after a couple of months of us being attacked by large fake creatures. It's only getting worse from here. <sighs> on the other hand, we're alive. And this certainly looks like the right plane of reality, which is always nice. But if they weren't prepared to kill her, and now we are stuck with her, I don't know what the bloody hell I'm supposed to do. And uh, the magic returns to blight as soon as the abbey falls down. Oh, okay. Hmm? But it's, it's where it's coming from. Part of the yeah. influence has left the building. I... I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I suspect that we are supposed to kill her. That's what it sounded like. Or at least that we have the option to. I'm pretty certain that's why Tristram said um, they offer choice to Mortal Heart about the swords and then ran away. It hasn't been seen since. I would presume that if we had decided to uh, target every piece of weapon firepower we had on Puck, we would have barely scratched him. We would have barely scratched her. Aye. A god is not so easily slain, even a shadow of one. No. But I suspect... And Caelan will draw Relentless Hunter with one hand and hold Briar with the other. That that's what these are for. And then he will look at the swords and then pointedly stab both weapons into the ground and fold his arms. But what it boils down to is they didn't want to kill her. That they're asking me to do their bloody dirty work for them. Not quite how I would have phrased it, says a voice. <laughs> and taking a long, long strides towards you is a near seven foot tall man with blue skin, long white hair, and pointed elven ears, dressed in fine robes, whom you have not seen in many months and years at this point. Oberon. Caitlin's eyebrows have gone. Well, it's good to see you again. It is not how I would have phrased it, but you are... essentially correct. May I be welcome at your hearth? 
Kalen, King of Stagthorn, such as it presently is. Aye, and Kalen will um, set up some kind of like miniature fireplace type thing. You know, we'll, we'll yep. set up a little camp. Yep. And Oberon sits there. Um, and, um, get out like some bread and stuff. And Oberon will sit there and break bread with you. Yeah. And drink me and whatever else it is yeah. that you put across. And he looks deeply depressed. <laughs> Basically, yeah. the, the best thing he's got, he's got sad face. Yeah. You judge me for the choices that I made. I cannot blame you. May I ask you a question? Aye, by all means. What if it will brew? How far would she have to go before you would be prepared to enter? I don't think there's naught that she could do that would that I could find it in my power to end her. It's not that I don't understand why you didn't want to take her down, Lord. I may have made a mistake taking her aid in the first place to fight Mordecai. I didn't realise then that I was siding with her over the two of you. But I've made... I've had a lot of time to get to know her. And she may not be a love of my life, but I don't want to kill her. We are opposed in our purposes to Tanya and I, Kaylin once marked. When you would be her champion. It would not be mine. I understand that a lot better now. I would have warned you, yet I could not. Nay, I understand that well enough too. It was my, I made I made my choice, and it may have been a mistake, but it was mine to make, and not. And it wasn't your business to be telling me what to do. I'm not holding any grudge over you of the past. And I understand well enough why you couldn't slay her. It's just that I don't want to either. Understand, here. If my choices are poor, if your choices are poor... You have ruled long enough, I think, to understand now that sometimes there are no good choices, only choices that make the most people happy and the fewest unhappy. What Mab and I did brought a very great good into this world. I have seen the love that Shailen has brought, the light and the song that she brings to the hearts of Valerian. And I have seen the darkness and the discord that Gairona twists around. 
that had seen the small middlings of a high fair lady, a shadow of what remains, pushing king after king after king, and I, of course, am merely a part of their game as well. Here we sit, in from a cross-dimensional point of view, as Tristan might explain to you, as close to where it all originally happened as you can be. The River Kingdoms are where our shadows remain walking in their oldest forms over on them. The Rissa, the Puck. And it is here where mortals decide what will happen to us next. You did not live through the world that she wrought. It is a very pleasant sort of horror for everything to not grow. For peace to simply reign. To take every thought of conflict and discord away. To live sealed away in a perfect bottle. Beautiful in its own way. But it terrified me to my very core. Whether I was right or not to do so, I could not let it continue. As to what I can do. As little as I have always done, and as much as I have always done, I have given you fair warnings of what will come, and let my thought wash over you. And even when you took Titania, when you when you championed Titania, she was still bound by the nature her nature as a fay to do what I would have done to give you my thought. One way or the other, my part in the story is now ended. You are not alone, Caelan Thorne. There is still one mark upon you. Air still will always be with you. And Oron reaches out and makes a rubbing gesture on your forehead and presumably rubs out whatever manner of mark he has there. And as he does so, there is a flash that goes through your head and you get Oron's thought. Yay! Um, so, shall I read this out in a pretentious, portentous voice? Yes. Okay. So, the first one of which, the air itself seems to freeze over, and a cold chill touches every part of your body, and a woman's voice whispers bitingly cold directly into your ear. I am Mab, mortal, and the stars themselves will grow cold. I do not pay my debts. Second one. The sound of a thousand screams fills the air from outside Castle Stagthorn. The city itself seems to be tearing itself apart with them. And one voice rises clear above the rest in sheer terror with a single word. Jabberwocky! 
third one. Titania very gently puts a hand on your cheek. At last, Kaelin Peace Bringer, you have earned peace for Stadcor. But some of these have already happened, of course. Yeah. Next one. Varn draws his sword. Where he usually does it with a very iron purpose, here he wavers. Like he's uncertain whether he wants to turn the blade on you or on himself. And he looks at you. Doesn't it tell you anything, Caitlin? Doesn't it give you even a moment's pause? That you have turned all three of your brothers against you? Next one. Uh, Marketh, the centaur scout, seems to stagger. His face is that of a man who has seen something incomprehensible. It's gone. It's just gone. That, of course, you've seen as well. Uh, next one. A dark wood helm flips back, and Triss's eyes stare out at you, focused with a deadly purpose. You took everything from me. Time I took something back. Next one. A large crystalline bottle sits on a simple wooden shelf. Inside the bottle it is clear, beautiful, tranquil, and utterly, utterly still. Last one. Oberon reaches out with one firm hand towards you. One way or the other, my part in this story is ended. But Aristotle will always be with you. Price of peace. Yep. And he pulls back his hand a moment later and those flashes of, of future memory pass through you. Kaelin shivers. Do you remember what I told you in the beginning? I think you got him. Yes. If you didn't, what would happen? Um, what would happen to these kingdoms if you um, if you don't um, if you don't help them? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Nothing will happen here. Ah. I told you that nothing would happen here, and that can still be. You are mortal. You have all power over your choices. Not enough power to enforce them, perhaps, but enough power to make them. Choose peace, choose war. Turn the swords upon yourself and choose death. Throw them down and walk away. Choices that we by our nature cannot make. When we stepped aside, sealed the outer darkness away, we wanted to see Galarian grow, let mortal kind make their own choices, grow as they would. You have become something exceptional, all of you. Now I am very old and very tired, and as ever, very busy. <laughs> to you 
reaches out to drink and chews thoughtfully on some bread. The GM's done a lot of dictating. The floor is yours if you want anything. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Thank you. I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't spoken to you in the beginning, but talking to you helped me to figure out what it was that I wanted. And Gellum rubs it thoughtfully. It doesn't always help, or even I understand it, to know what's coming, but it has given me some warning, some help along the way. I appreciate what you've done for me in the past. And I understand why you couldn't kill her. He nods slowly and thoughtfully. I have regretted it ever since. And yet if I could do it all again, I would probably do the same. Foolishness, but the sort of foolishness an old man has. It is time for Oberon to cease walking these lands. It is time for me to sleep. I know what happened to Mab and Puck. What happened to you? If you don't mind my asking. I do not. He sort of stops and thinks about it, and from somewhere has just seemed to produce a pipe and starts smoking it and offers you one if you want it as well. And he blows some smoke in his ear and cogitates on this for a good sort of five or six minutes. And then he says, On the one hand, Oberon walked the stolen lands, keeping an eye upon the blades watching kingdoms and empires rise and fall, seeing mortal kind from a slow and distant slumber. On the other hand, I was there from the first to help them grow, to see what choices they would make, to raise them in wisdom as a father should raise their children. And then, as a father should know, as your father has learned to step aside and let them make their own choices, but to always be there with them, to always give them courage and always give them strength. Once the village has been taught to hunt, to farm, to feed themselves, it's time to let them go their way and see what choices they will make. Of course, if something threatens their home, their community, and out 
of the corner of your eye, there is a triumphant <laughs> and a huge galloping white stag runs past. Deadeye is always with them. That makes a kind of sense, I think. He told you that he would always be with you when times were hard. That is as true now as it ever was. He can do far more for you than Oberon can. Yes. Those choices are still yours to make. You could... Aristotle could make them for you, but then how would he be any different to Titania? Fair enough, then. We will not see each other again, Caleb Thorne. Svetlana Livington puts a hand out and gives you a firm, manly handshake, and his voice seems to deepen and grow more gruff and far more human. But in another way, I will, I will always be with you. Or at least, Aristotle will. And Oberon steps, turns like Titania into a doorway in the air, and just vanishes. And there is a sense of total stillness across the meadow here. And Svetlana is just kind of sitting there going, This has been a big day. I... I didn't know that before, and yet it does make a kind of sense. What was it Puck said? Old gods do new jobs? Aye. They change their nature, what they are. Oberon and Aristotle are not the same any more than Mab and Desna, yet at their core they have come from the same stock. It's a strange thing. No mistake. Children can change from their parents, though. You and I both know this. I suppose in their own strange way, the High Fae have given birth to our world and the gods in it. But it seems... What was done to Titania is different from the others. They chose to move on, to take their new roles. She didn't choose to become Shailen and Gairona. They were taken out of her. And that's why this part of her is still clinging on. She didn't make the choice. It was made for her. It's not right, but I'm certainly glad that time didn't stop there and then. Yet she is still trying to make the same choice. I suppose by her nature she cannot do anything else. Nerissa, that which remains is, is her desire for peace, which she will bring to us whether we like it or not. I and it's they may have weakened her, but that's 
the mo that was what she wanted all along. That's the most fundamental part of her. What is left when all else is gone? It's good to see him again. To say goodbye, I guess. All right. Galen gets up, walks over to the bank, and draws relentless hunter and Raya. Yep. And they hum with energy, and again, you can feel they are meant to be together. Yeah, and I will join, I'm not going to experiment with what they do, but yep. I join Briar to the other two. Yep. And make one sword of whatever capacity. And she, that, I was never really going to turn it down. But, maybe it's as much what she needs as it was what her Aviti needed. But it's not something that I want to do. If there is another way, we will do everything we can to find it. Aye. But we cannot have peace forced upon us by its nature. It does not work like that. Nay, and... She's certainly prepared to see a lot of people die in the name of peace. She no longer, I would assume, has the will to do as she did previously to make us desire the same peace. Or she would have done so already. I suspect she can't do that unless, until we're inside the bottles. At that point I think she can do pretty much as she wills. They would be, they would be her world, her kingdom. Her will ruling the land out here in the stolen lands. Stolen from what and where, I suppose we now have some idea. Uh, here they belong to us to do as we will. She can enforce, she can alter them, change them, bring creatures and magics here, but no more than anyone else. Oberon, Mab, and Puck seem to have been limited to their own small domains here. I, I think perhaps, it seems sad, but I think we might not see them again, or at least not see Oberon and Puck. It would seem we might see Mab again. But I suspect that they've moved on now, that they remain here to guard the swords. Then again, time for them doesn't exactly work like time for us. Maybe there are other shadows of them about the place, and it's just those ones that have moved on. The matters of gods are complex enough that you could spend a lifetime studying them and still only begin to grasp it. For me, I respect Oberon, but it's enough for me... No, we're still as he is. I don't need to. I am content to stop there, and I think that's a little bit easier to, to grasp. I would agree with that. Oberon is is no more Erstel than an eight year old is the same as his ninety as his ninety year old self. Or 
Can you take us home, Les? I've had enough for today, and I think you have too. I quite agree. As it happens, yes, but only by a little. <laughs> if I find anything else that needs cremating along the way, we'll be in some serious trouble. I've got two first little spell slots left, it's fine. Yeah. And yes, we gather up the horse, but we um, advise Windchaser that we've succeeded. Yep. Gather up. In fact, I imagine he would have been there for that bit. Yep. So um, we gather up the horses and we head home. Arrive back in stag. We arrive back in Alstris. All right. The floor is yours. All right. So Caitlin's going to go see people and find out if anything, any horrible fate monsters attack. Check that it's still. You know, about yep. when I expected to be calendar-wise. It is indeed. You have lost um, it, pretty much exactly the amount of time you are expecting to in the parable. You've been in there for, like, an hour, Max. Sweet. Um, and um, I, my next question is going to be if anyone has heard anything about Tristram. No. Yeah. Um, but um, he is presumably... Around somewhere, like the, yeah. the, the, this is what you concluded last time was that he'd taken himself off as opposed to um, yeah being abducted by horrible monsters in the night. Yeah, but um, he hasn't come back because you know it's um, it's actually only probably been a couple of days because um, we have um, you know we teleported down and we teleported back because I didn't want to spend too long. Yeah. So uh, at this stage, if you start looking for him with any degree of hunting. Um, you will very rapidly find Michaela. This is... Yes, we've spoken. Did he ask you to keep it in confidence? Not precisely. Tristan as well. He is um, upset, as you might imagine. He came to me quietly. He um, took a day out of the castle. It's not as if any, any of us or any of the guards could stop him from coming and going on his magical flying invisible horse. No. He left took some time, and came back. You were gone, so I took the opportunity to speak with him uh, about this, and that is... You were having a private conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. About this and matters of the heart. Oh, Maybe not the ideal timing, but, but he who? was beginning to wonder if he would stay in Staghorn, what, what the point was, if he had a place in a kingdom like this, or if his place was with Titania. I, I didn't want to, I hadn't planned the conversation carefully enough. I didn't anticipate every contingency, but I felt that time was running short, and I, excuse me, no, I, I think um, you were wise to speak under those circumstances, Lass, but 
What happened? I wish I knew. Uh, so, I for myself have been losing some parts of myself. I no longer remember what was not, and with Titania's bone retracted, I sometimes struggle to remember things that were. Bryn has lost her sense of smell, among other things. Tristan, who could speak to every star and every bird, every rock, is having trouble speaking. Oh. When he becomes distressed, when he becomes emotional, his words change. I tried to speak with him using magic to understand him. It was nonsense. We tried to write it down. He could not. He can still speak. It's just from time to time he says the drying word. You understand? I. Oh, God, Slash. I wish I'd never... We should never take him up what she offered. If not you, someone else would. And the River Kingdoms might be in the same mess a hundred years from now with someone much less wise to get them out of it in the end. I don't expect you to make all the right choices all the time, Caitlin Thorne, but I trust your judgment. Slash. We'll fix this. I hope so. So. That must have been pretty upsetting for you both. What happened after that? Is he still here, or...? He's... in my rooms. We've been keeping it quiet while we try and work out what's happening to him. But as long as we stay on soft enough subjects, it's fine. It's just... When I press him for an answer on certain matters, he... He can't tell you how he feels because he feels too strongly about it. He goes, where I think that. Well, that means that everything that I want to... Everything that I want to talk to him about, he probably won't be able to. Maybe. Maybe not. I can still hear you, though. He'd certainly like to know what's happened, as would we all. I... Oh, I think it's important that you told him how you feel, Lass. It sounds like it may be some time before you can find out where he is out about that, which is going to be hard, but I think you were wise to speak up with when you did, and I thank you for it. I think we both knew what the answer was going to be. Nay, yes. I don't think we knew what the answer was going to be. And I told him some of this. Not all of it, she says, taking the veil off and showing off her, fl- her half-orb jaw flickers into being. 
if we were having the time of peace we were hoping for, I don't think there'd be any point in waiting. But as it is, it may be that he's got enough on his plate and that you have as well. Telling him how he feels the main bit. And when you said we both know what his answer would have been, we mean he was going to say, we both mean he was going to say yes, right? No, we quite certainly do not. <laughs> okay, the mail goes back on. Alright, well that's what I think he was going to say. So how about you don't make any assumptions about what it was until he can tell you, alright? I know that's going to be hard for you. She gives you inscrutable Michaela face. Yeah. Oh, and, um, Savannah says hi. have been busy. <laughs> Alright, now I really want to know. <laughs> and I will tell her about what happened in the parable, because yep. um, I imagine that that's... Um, I'm going to have that conversation with Michaela yeah, separately. Yeah, so that you can brief her about the bits that you might not necessarily... Necessarily tell everybody else. And um, I'll explain that um, Savannah said uh, tell Michaela I said hi in front of um, Switlana and that I don't know if Switlana's put it together. Yeah. But that I think Michaela's off the hook if her if her own deity won't yeah. keep the secret, it's yeah. not her and, job to And Michaela sort of face palms. Well no wonder my magic didn't work then. I lost my divine connection, I suppose. It would be cheating for Savannah to use her own magic and her own mortal champions to rescue the sword from herself so that she could be free. Although now I'm wondering how much coincidence and free will goes into me being in the situation where I would steer you towards that outcome. Oh, I could spend weeks doing this. It's been a day for headache-inducing <laughs> deity thoughts, and no mistake, lass. And she sits back and chuckles lightly. No, no, my my allegiance to the Mistress of Mysteries is is something to be concealed that Savannah is Puck. I would feel free to tell as many people as you think is appropriate as, as befits some of the other secrets you hold as the king, but if, if she herself has given the game away, we can hardly call it a mystery anymore. I'll tell the others about the puck, but I don't see any need to tell them that part. It's a, um, it's enough of a headache as far as I'm concerned, the things that I now know. And I will tell her about the thing with Oberon and, um, what they told me about Titania and stuff, because I need to tell someone. Yeah. In fact, I probably am going to tell the others bits of that as well. Well, I would presume that you're going to brief your your inner council, yeah. so now Bryn and Tristan and bring them um, yeah. to scratch as well with this. Yeah, and in fact, all right, I'll probably just tell her the Savannah parts and then say, yeah. all right, let's see if we can get it. Um, I should think, yeah, I'm pretty tired and so is Lana, but we don't want to keep Tristram in any more suspense than we can help. Let's gather everyone and I'll let them know what I know. Alright. I'll get Tristan, you get Bryn. Alright. And I'll get Switlana. Yep. I'm sorry, Les, I know you're tired, but um, the others are really worried about what's happening. No, I quite understand. I would fully expect that, though. 
checked, I've checked on the three boys, they're alright. And now, for now, back to work. Our work is never quite done, we'll see. Alright. So I see you have three swords, so that looks like a good start. I haven't had a play with them yet. This one, that, that can set this one's called Briar. Recombine them. And Tristan gives them, gives them a look, gives you a long searching look, and then, it's, it's good to see you again, Caelan. Sorry about the, the, the Debray. Dumb, Caelan will, will pat, um, sort of pat him gently on the shoulder. It's not to worry. I know it's going to be tough for you. We're all, and Caelan will glance round at everyone, butts the arm all suffering from this, but I'm sorry to say much as I don't like what's happened to me, I like what's happened to the rest of you a hell of a lot less. And what this means for all of us it's going to be hard to deal with but particularly in your case. Alright. Please, we're all ears. What and- happened to the Tripathic Stone? And blah, 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 blah. I will skip out the information about Puck being Savannah and just talk about him as the Puck. But I think some people here may already know that. Um, I will skip out the bits about Michaela, because that is not a secret that's mine to give. However, I will tell them what Puck told us and the conversation, and I will recount at least some parts of the conversation I had with Oberon. And I will tell about what happened to Tanya and Gairona and Shailen. And Tristan listens to this with, like, giant bug eyes. And when you get about a quarter of the way into the story, gestures are sort of, wait, 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 rummages around, pulls out paper and starts, like, frantically writing it all down because it's the most interesting thing that's happened in the history of forever. Yeah. I'm sorry I couldn't bring you, kid. I think you would really have liked the giant book. I think you would really have liked the giant book. Would have been amazing, but uh, not the place maybe for a shinraf. Fear not, very much, very much all about the mortal, mortal plane. By all your gods, that—that's an incredible story. Made for one ache of a long day, I can tell you that. Well. You have rather just lived through the entire history of the world as we know it, albeit in a highly condensed version. And, uh, editorialized more than I think singly. It does. I mean, Robin Goodfellow isn't wrong. The, the Amulets ruled the Shadow Empire, followed by the Cyclopses. Uh, the Elves and the Aslanti Empire of the Lizards were at war, uh, which eventually led the way, although, there's an entire dwarven empire there, as well as several prominent pieces skipped out. They may not have been dramatic, but they were historically important. I think, from her perspective, you know, then mortals did some stuff, pretty much summarised that, that section. And then they got back to the interesting bits, which is what she was doing. Fair. <laughs> I suppose the... From a certain point of view, the last 10,000 years, it, 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 once you condense the last 10,000 years down to then mortals did some stuff, it uh, may not be the most historically accurate. 
Well, that sounds like it's been quite the day. I am glad to be home. Svetlana was great. It's, uh... But I think, uh, it'd be mostly me and Michaela all calling out on these, uh, strange places. I think it was a bit of a, a bit of a rough day for you, lass. I was expecting something, uh, more nightmaric and less just plain surreal. Well, you know, she's not a bad entity. If it's any consolation to you, says Tristan, odds are on that sooner or later we're going to be attacked by some sort of gigantic first world energy infused Albia type monster. That'll be pretty straightforward. It'll want to smash buildings. I, uh, when I hung out with Oberon, uh, well, you know the thing with the Jabberwocky? Oh, uh, the, the Jabberwocky, yes, tell me more. All I got was it's going to attack us and it's going to be horrible. Well, that that is a significant danger. A Jabberwocky is blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You probably don't want to hear this info enough until you get close to a Jabberwocky. Yeah. But that's okay. It's it's a nice soothing topic for him. Yeah. So, that's what we know. So, as to what happens now, Titania attacks us with all manner of manner of fame monstrosities, and continues trying to shut us into the creepy glass bottles. If we want to stop her. Well, I'm fairly certain that if we could somehow survive, get into the fable, and survive, make it through there, and then fight her, that, that's what they're for. I really hate that as a plan. On the other hand, she didn't want to change her mind about this when she was all one and still had some fairly crucial bits of her. The question is what Irrevetti Irrevetti if he'd embarked on when he was a living man, if he'd embarked on another course could have changed his mind, but what he'd made of himself couldn't anymore. I really hope that's not what we're dealing with here. That there's still some way to reach her. But... I've been... I really, really, really don't want this to be what I go down in history for. I've been giving that some thought, actually. Uh, There's... Fascinating string of possibilities. One option is that Terry and Daras near Fleisei, Erefuete Nifre Kesar. He says, and this apparently makes perfect sense to him, and then he sees everyone staring blankly at him. Um, and 
you know, Svetlana listens, like, really carefully within ears, but as somebody who speaks, like, 13 languages, shrugs. Um, Michaela's actively said she's cast comprehend mm. languages in that, and he is literally talking nonsense. He mm. might as well be saying bibble, babble, bibble, babble. Um, right. Uh, not that one, then. And he endeavours to gesticulate and the most useful thing you can get about him is he's talking something about stabbing her. Yeah. And obviously has strong opinions about this but can't express them meaningfully. Alright, so that's the one that's upsetting so you're having trouble with it, and that's the one you've al- and that's the one I've already thought of. So why don't you see if the others are because it's the ones the ones I haven't thought of are the ones I'm more interested in anyway. Let's see if they're a bit easier to say. I do wonder if the blades um, it's all about choice. Aye. We have choices. They don't. The Fae... The higher you go, the less choices you have. The Fae lords and ladies are heavily bound by their nature. When you come all the way down to something like Perlavish, he is bound by his nature too, but in a way that's largely unnotable. He, Perlavish has more or less free will. He just is bound by what a fairy dragon is. I have... Terath Nirai Charmaine. Never mind what I have. Uh, lesser Fae have choices, the greater ones do not. With the swords of choice, uh, there may come a moment when we have the chance to give it to her. Give her a choice. She may well want to, to die. Puck and Oberon appear to have been keen to be done with it if they have other roles. But then what we're calling Titania appears to be entirely separate from Shayla and Garona. Aye, that's the part I'm afraid of. I don't know... Whether Oberon and Puck and Mab chose their new roles or were chosen for their new roles. I don't know how that works, and I don't know that that's something that I can know. But they didn't not choose. It wasn't something that they... It wasn't something that was imposed on them. Oh, you're fundamentally correct. Uh, Mortal perceptions shape them, so... Oberon was involved, Oberon is the oldest and first, was involved in the guidance of mortal kind from when we were grubbing in caves trying to work out how to make fire. Uh, mortal kind would have perceived him, humanity, certainly human legions of Earth still perceive him as being an old and wise man who comes to the community and shows them new ways, shows them old ways of doing things, teaches them and educates them, but we've put that perception, you've put that perception on her, uh, a person who is wise and knows all, and knows many things, is an old man, that's the perception you have given him, he gives you what you need, the ability to hunt and feed yourself, because as a man in a cave, that's your most pressing concern, so Arista becomes a hunter, as the legend grows, the perception becomes the reality. 
Does that make sense? Aye, oh, I think so. It's uh, more than a little metaphysical. But he chose to start taking on that role and then the role shaped him. Absolutely. And undoubtedly in some way Mab chose to guide people or show them the stars or speak to them in their dreams or something in that neighborhood and became what we are calling Desna. Puck did a thing. Um, but Sidsanya, Shailen and Gairona were taken from her. And I think that's why we wound up with Gairona in the process, because they... She can't become Shailen at the moment because Shailen isn't who she is. Shailen is a part of her that was taken from her. No, no, she she can uh, no more become that than I can become the real Tristan Chasma. But she... If we could give her that choice... Maybe she could choose to stop being stuck. To move on. If this part of her is just a shadow, forever stuck in this battle to pull us back to a place where no one wants to be, It does need to be stopped. It's just, it would make a difference if it was something that she could choose. We'll do everything we can to give her that choice. She has... She still had choices. She has chosen to make decisions to interfere with people's lives, to remove children, Kelvin Rain, Tashial, Entropy. <laughs> and interfere with Triss's life. Yeah. And Brin's. Yes. And yours. <clears throat> Sounds like we have the same problem. Same sort of problem we had with the Clockwork King. If we can find another way, well and good. If not, we have an enemy that we have to kill to defend our packs. <sighs> you don't like it. But it is that simple. I know, love. I know. But... I mean, can we do it? If she's a goddess? Oh, well, um... Certainly I would think so. I mean, the most relevant point is she... Titania is not, in fact, a, a goddess anymore... Few, if any, people believe in her. Few worship her. She has no 
little to no divine power. Um, she's undoubtedly an extremely powerful entity who can manifest her will on reality in a wide variety of ways, but she has limitations. I, I would seriously doubt she's immortal, and even if that's the case, I think we have the solution at hand, the blades. That's sort of the point. Yeah. Well. So we can. Ah. There's going to be a problem, isn't there? Well. We have the swords. What we don't have is Titania. If we can take her out, do we have to go to the Fable to do it? Because it's going to be a lot harder there. And the getting isn't, isn't going to be simple. Um, there are several methods, scrolls, um, some of Michaela's spells, etc., that we could use to plane shift to the first world, but that Titania is not in the first world. She's in the Fable. It's her own domain. Uh, getting in there is... Um, you've been to the Boneyard, yes, but the Boneyard is accessible because souls are supposed to go there. Mortals aren't, but yeah, they, they, they can. Yeah, they, they mentioned that. Phrasma does not bar the way. I'm sure Titania has no wish to be visited by us. If she chooses to bar the way to the fable, then she will, and no, no force we are going to bear against it will get us in there. But I, I've been putting some thought into this. We can't go to her, and she won't come to us, but she's going to have to do something. If she wants to spread her peace, she's going to have to bend reality, open the portals to the first world, send things through, change the landscape... Come in our dreams, alter Stagthorn. It is frankly an endless number of possibilities, but something will happen physically or mentally to the kingdom, some path and branch way back to her. When she leaves her influence on the land, we can take that influence and find a way back. We, we know how the fable can be reached. The, the Castle of Knives has the, the legends surround the ridges of the Forest of a Thousand Voices, the way to the Castle of Knives, the castle that is sometimes there and sometimes isn't. I'm fairly confident if we can get enough links to it that we can find a way to make it there. So the more times she does something for the kingdom, the stronger our capacity to reach it, to reach back through the cup, find a way through the castle will become? Correct. We need to take whatever influences she has left. Uh, well, this should be familiar enough. Do you trophies for sword? He says and gestures towards the Lenorn head that's going rah. But they'll have a magical link back to the fable where, where that energy has first come from. Alright, well that sounds... And I'm pleased that there's some part of this that boils down to killing big things and chopping bits off because uh, thus far it sounded depressingly out of side my areas of expertise, but I can certainly do that. Actually, crossing the fable might be another story altogether. You've talked about the, your, your experiences in the first world. It doesn't match linearly. You can't walk from down the road from the forest to the castle. You can see the two simply don't connect. And don't even think that flying or teleporting will work. The, the unreality that makes up the plane, you, you could end up anywhere. 
If only we had a map, Caleb will say, and dig out Zodigus Picnic. Ah, of course. Genius. This is what he intended all along. Well, except he wanted it to be him. Your father really was a genius. I'll take that, but I don't know how much he's my father. Yeah, well, I suppose I'm in the same camp. Since <laughs> Tristan and the two of them look so badly at each other. That does make a certain amount of sense. Oh, this book is much more valuable than we thought. Keep, keep it quite close. Was planning on it, I. I should make a copy of that, just in case. Maybe work with someone else to do the writing part. Yes. Of course. He says, not, not quite used to this yet. It's gonna be, I know it's gonna be tough for you, kid, but, um, Svetlana managed four months where she, um, was prone to quoting the, um, prophecy of a mind with twice more than a drop of the hat. You can get, we can all get through this. He'll crack the earth and burn the sky. Our mind twice born will never die. Says Svetlana, suddenly looking cold and distant and staring far away. Too soon? Too so soon. Too so soon. looked like he could use a little laugh. <laughs> so, I think that's where all this is going. We survive what she's trying to do to us. Assuming we do survive what she's trying to do to us. Well, that's always the hope, says Michaela. Uh, Let us plan for success and failure. And then... We go into the fable, we follow the map, and we survive the... You understand if it's her plane and she doesn't want us there, it's going to be a lot worse than being in the first world would be. It's going to be a lot more like what it's like to be in the boneyard when you're not supposed to be there if you're alive, only more personal because Phrasma didn't actually care. It was just, you know, servitors that weren't happy about it. So it'll be worse than that. But she isn't for asthma. Titania has many things, but I don't think even within her own domain she's omnipotent. No. But Niska's in there. Is omnipotent one looking for? She knows everything? Omniscient, thank you. No. I think I don't want to do it. But I didn't want to go fight Mordecai either, and we did that. And ultimately, that's what it all boils falls down to. Whatever happens, we defeated Mordecai. We don't want these damn bottles, but if we lose and they happen, some hero can come along some some other time and get us out, potentially. It may not be the fate that we desire, it is a vastly better fate than some we have faced. And Mordecai's really dead, and we can all take some comfort in that. That's why, when I'm having a bad time, I, I console myself with the reflection that we did kill Mordecai. And I think that's about enough for one night. 
that's what I wanted to brief you all on. Um, doubtless someone will come and wake me if um, giant fake creatures attack in the night, and very likely all of you too. But I think we should all try and get some rest unless giant fake creatures do attack. I think that's a good idea. We can't know what's going to happen. It could be tomorrow. It could be a month from now. It could be six months from now. But we're going to have to be ready for the unpredictable. One thing I can guess, though. We've met a few of the denizens of the Fable in the First World already. The the wriggling man. Man made of worms. And Triss, the true knight of thorns. Whatever happens next, I would say that your brother is going to be involved. His brother, says Tristan quietly. I, I... think... She's had a lot of practice on giving up on kings when they don't do what she wants, or get killed. Maybe a lot more practice than I necessarily realised. I don't think... I certainly don't think the Stag Lord was the first fellow who had the notion to be king of these lands who um, met a green-haired woman who offered to fulfil his every desire. No, although the Stolen Lands have only been so settled. There have been kingdoms that have come and gone here before from Brevoy, before Brevoy and others, but nothing strong. I wonder if it goes all the way back. If we could ask the kingdoms that were here 300 years ago if they had had any truck with such a, such a place. Or maybe she's been gaining power the whole time and has only somewhat recently been able to manifest it. I suppose we'll never know. Wouldn't surprise me if it was a more recent thing, but... I think now that I've failed her, Triss is the next one in line. And she pretty much raised him. And I didn't do exactly do a great job of talking to him at the Rushlight tournament. He's likely going to do what she wants and not what we want him to. Tristan lets fly with half a dozen sentences that make no sense. And then annoyed. I've no mind. It'll depend on what he does, but I'm pretty motivated to give him as many chances as we can swing at them. Among other things, Van and Aldous would never forgive me if I took him out. He gets on my nerves quite a bit, but he's had a pretty rough road of it. But we will have to Even if we don't take him out, we will have to put him down if he brings harm against our people. We'll have to do what we have to do. Mm. Brent nods repeatedly at this. Alright. I'd like to at least try and talk with Tristram a bit, bit more. Switlana, thanks for everything today. Always. Let's break in and get a good night's sleep. 
If we can. Mm-hmm. Alright, and the group breaks up. Yep. I know this is going to be tough with the with the talking and everything, but... You, you, you have no perfection. But I'm sorry, I never... I've always known you had a foot in two worlds, but, well, perhaps not always, but for a good long time. But I never anticipated, you know, when we got to the Rushlight Kingdom and Grelson declared war against the first world, I said to myself, well, that's one mistake I won't be making. I... This is really hard. If it's something, it looks at this point like you've decided to throw your lot in with us. I would have understood if you felt you couldn't do that. If it comes to a point we can't, I will still care about you. The world I was supposed to be in, instead of against the world I was raised in, this this isn't of your making. I've really thought for the last couple of days about what what could have happened if if I hadn't stepped aside, if I if I'd told you flat out that I wanted to be king, and there were no two ways about it. <laughs> We've probably all been eaten by this point at this point by trolls, or torn ourselves apart in in a series of discordant riots. Like our souls sucked out by Vordekai. Or being sneak attacked by him. Snakethorn has been through a lot. Maybe I'd have stuck around and advised you and we'd be in much the same, um... We'd be different people by now. But the king would have must along. It's been my experience that often the king doesn't listen. <laughs> With a lot more libraries and a few less armies. I don't think I'm the only man who could have done this. No, but I'm glad it was you. I think I'd have gotten it wrong. I I don't know what to do about this. We're not... It's important to remember we're not at war with the First World. We're at war with Titania and whatever forces she's able to mount or bring against us, but all the Fae are not our enemy, and it's important that everybody knows that from the get-go. I'm going to make a speech tomorrow about it. Let people know, to some extent, what we're up against. You know, some people will want to be in the bottle. I don't see any reason to stop them. I'll do... I'll do the best I can by everyone here. By everyone on both sides. I just... I don't know what that will be. But you're my family. And Michaela is uh, Telshia. 
Arthen Nithrun Tairkiri. I hope that the two of you can make it work later on. I think it's... Tellerantispa Estrava, and he looks like he might be trying to nod or shake his head violently and something happens and he just ends up doing, making weird waggly head gestures at you. Like he's, he's incapable of communicating on... When he gets sufficiently emotionally invested in something, he's incapable of communicating on any level. He can't write it. He can't gesticulate. Yeah. He can't sign, sing, etc., yeah. etc. It's a um, it's an obnoxious um, curse. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And he sort of looks at you as he rants, realizes because from him, from his point of view, it's fine. Yeah, realizes you can't understand him. Sort of okay. Rolls his eyes, takes a breath. Never mind. It'll... It'll all work out. This uh, effect will pass at some point, I imagine, either when the situation is entirely resolved or hopefully when Titania's influence uh, is pushed back. Well, that would certainly be nice. For the moment, we'll just have to deal with what we have. All of it. It's never easy. I don't know if we can, if we can save them. Him and her. But I'm going to do everything I can. I just, I wish the whole thing hadn't happened. I wish I hadn't been changed with Triss. I wish he was sitting here with you. Maybe I could have helped Titania in a way he couldn't. Maybe it would all be... Why did she... She wanted... you... to help incline me towards the First World. And she needed him because she needs someone mortal. Someone who could be king. But I know it's been really hard for you and really hard for him. But I'm glad I got the chance to know you. Me too, brother. Me too. Now, that was the important stuff. The rest we'll deal with in the morning. Thanks for coming back. I really appreciate it. He nods and then pulls you into a hug. Alright, diplomacy check. Sure. It's a big deal that he came back. Yep, that's that's fair. I need to get over the relationship score to... Uh, same as anything else, equal or um, yeah. or DC. Yeah, I'm going to need to put more points in diplomacy at this point. <laughs> You can't make it. Uh, no, I can on 20. Because, what, you rolled a 19? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm doing the math wrong. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. 
seven. Yeah, I'll use my agent to change re-roll and see if I can get it. I need a ten or better. No. I'm, I'm not sure what you're doing there. Would you like some help? Yeah, um, so I'm trying to get a 28. I've got nine in diplomacy. Yeah. And I'm trying to get a 28. And the first roll you rolled was a 19? I think so. Yeah. Which adds up to 27, which is lower than 28. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't. Okay. It adds up to 28. Oh, okay. That's why I'm confused. I can see why you're confused. Alright, so yes, I am going to, I, I can pull it off on a 19 or 20, but I am going to um, need to improve my diplomacy, because that's a, um, it's unlikely I'm going to roll that well on a... And while you're there, yep. up it by another point. Oh, okay. What did I do? Uh, you have discovered the tale of the ancient fae. Ah, yes. That one is um, something of a gimme. On the other hand, some of Tristan's are really godlessly hard. Yeah. Alright, um, that means that my relationship with, a tr- with Tristan hits 30. Um, and a couple more while you were there. Yep. Um, you have Freed Puck, which gets you one with Michaela. Ah, Nice. Uh, which gives you all three for this book for Michaela. Is that book five? That or? is book five. Yeah, cool. Save Puck, win, win three consecutive army battles, defeat the Wasp War, and banish Gorum's Curse. Cool. Alright, I've got that. Um, Svetlana doesn't have any about Puck. Um, uh, and you get one with Bryn as well. Oh, cool. Uh, which is, you have discovered her mother's fate. Ah, uh, yep. And found her grave and things. Yep. I haven't listed as discover, just um, Cassiopeia's fate. Yeah. Which was kind of ambiguous as to how, but yep. um, certainly at the point where you buried Castruccio in next to her grave. Yeah. You had, which you did with Bryn and Toe. You yep. very thoroughly achieved that one. Yep. So you garner all of that. Yep. Uh, you reflect on your experiences. Yes. Um, and realize that you are going to level. Oh, yes. Um, as you consider all the evils you have slain and the parable you have defeated and learned and all this kind of thing. Yep. Uh, so you are leveling, so you'll get another relationship point on top of that as well. Yeah. Um, then after you have leveled and refreshed your hero points, everybody except Svetlana gets a hero point for getting cursed, essentially. Yep. Um for the inconveniences suffered through that, and so on and so on and so forth. Lovely. And then I can um, consider what I... Um, and then I can find out what my sword does now I've got three of them. Yep. So, yes, I will um, give you a separate scene another time, I think, with Tristan for your third yep. point. Um, Alright, so um, the things that we need to resolve are Tristram's 30-point scene, Kaelin's level... And my new sword powers. Yep. Oh, and everyone gets a hero point. You don't want to write that down, except Svetlana. Who does not suffer any inconvenience as a result of this. 
Which is kind of nice, because she didn't get a bone either. Mm. Yeah, they were really great powers, but Carolyn's definitely regretting having succumbed to the lure of the fairy magic now. And yeah. next time, we fight a very angry fae queen. Yep. Well, now it's just you versus the first world, the Jabberwocky. Yeah. Every other bizarre horror that can be thrown at you. Yeah. Um, do you want to know um, about the swords at this stage, or do you want to leave it be? Do you want their fabulous magical names? I'm interested in their fabulous magical names. I don't want the full list of powers. Yeah. I'd rather start that on a new session. So, um, at default, at, at effectively level one, you have a single sword yeah. named Gatekeeper Blight and Briar. Yeah. Um, then, you, as you know, when you combine two of them, one is dominant. Yeah. And you get that. So you have the Matchless Sentinel, Blight the Relentless Hunter, uh, and Briar the Score of Possibilities. The, the score uh, of possibilities. Score of possibilities, awesome. Um, having multiple meanings, yeah. Because um, a score of possibilities is a large nu- is an infinite number of possibilities, or a large number of possibilities. Yeah. In fact, twenty possibilities to be accurate. Yeah. The other meaning of score is to scratch glass. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I looked this up very, yeah. very deliberately. Um, so, when Briar is dominant on a two-sword combination, you get Briar the score of possibilities. And when you combine all three of them, which of course you can do, yeah. uh, you get sacrificed, the knell of dissolution. Oh. So, yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah. And if you want me to, I would be happy to... Um, uh, cut out all the um, uh, game mechanic stuff and put the puck's tail in a note form for you if you want it. But if you're happy, that that's fine too. No, I I didn't find it particularly difficult to follow. I don't think I need that. Cool. Um, I, I I know it's um, it looks difficult to follow because it's broken up by like three separate plates. So yeah. yeah. And now you have another cool sword that does wacky shit. Yeah. And comes with multiple combinations to make it confusing for you. Yeah. And there we will leave you to face the horrors of the first world. Dun dun dun!